Welcome to Imagine Radio, featuring insights and opinions from thought leaders and subject matter experts in the HIM and healthcare industry to help you stay educated and informed. Imagine Radio is back, and sadly, we are down to our very last guest. Fortunately, we saved the smartest, most intelligent, most insightful guest for last. So oh no, my gosh, I know. No pressure. No pressure here, but please welcome Courtney Simmons. She is Director of Strategic Coding Operations for R1, which was formerly Accretive and also President of Fahima. Courtney, thanks for coming by. We appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm excited. Well, good. To get us started, tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background, how you got to where you are today. Yeah, so I've been in the industry about 15 or 16 years. I started out as a coder right out of um, college and a program through Lexicode and work my way up through coding to auditing and, and looking at um, education and training. I worked for a good period of time actually at HCA in their regulatory compliance department. Okay. And I also worked for Imagine. Imagine that. Yes, Imagine that, <laughs> sorry, right? Sorry, I couldn't help you. <laughs> yeah, so I worked for Imagine where I was a director over their IC10 program where we were focusing on providing IC10 support prior to October 1st deadline of uh, I-10. And I was with Imagine for about five years, so I love my time there. After that, I um, presently work with R1, again, formerly Accretive, where I'm responsible for strategic coding operations, where we're looking at uh, the 180 plus hospitals that we have, a, a number of them being Ascension, and making sure that we've streamlined our processes and are continuing to look at ways that we can work smarter and making sure that we're meeting our end goal, which is around um, revenue, DNFB, coding, quality, et cetera. R1, give us a quick overview. Yeah, so R1 is a uh, revenue cycle company that, again, is formerly a creative that's been around for a number of years. We've primarily focus on the revenue cycle from front to back end, where we support those services as well as coding. Uh, Courtney, as we were chatting before we got started here, you mentioned your perspective on HIM, where it's been, where we are, and where it's headed. Give us a high-level overview of that, and then let's focus in after that on where we're headed. I think that's the most interesting part. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, in looking at the industry and being around for the last 15 or so years and really thinking back to, you know, what I saw when I was in school, what it looked like and what I was told, uh, everything was paper. There was very uh, few electronic records. There was not any electronic records, to be honest with you. Technology just wasn't where it was. And so the HIM professional looked completely different in the things that they were doing and the support that they were providing. As we've morphed through the years, there's been a transition on the way that HIM departments look, the way that code looks, the onboarding of clinical documentation improvement with it sitting in the HIM environment in some cases. And now today, as you know, we have a plethora of technologies from the EMR system to the coding assistant coding tools, computer assistant coding tools that support coding operations, right? And so the traditional coder, if you're in the coding environment, looks a lot different than it did 15 years ago. In some cases, they're working through the CAC to validate the uh, codes that are within the system versus the responsibility that we had in the beginning to really completely code from the front end without any technological support. So it looks completely different. And when we look at HIM, there is a transition on the HIM professional. You have organizations or companies like Paralon that have really morphed into looking at shared services where they pulled a lot of functions out of the hospital. 
right? And so in the hospital, they're really focusing on record management, uh, delinquencies, making sure that physicians have transcribed, et cetera. But they pulled out the other functions around coding, et cetera, transcription, and they moved that into shared service centers, which is either done within that service center or remotely. And so that means the jobs with even within the hospitals look completely different. Mm -hmm. What are the biggest issues right now? I mean, there's this transition and different organizations are at, at various places in their maturity of getting all this technology and processes and best practices implemented. But, but in general, what do you see as the biggest challenges? I think some of the biggest challenges are even is even around number one finding the right technology and making sure that it's supporting you know what your end goal is within the organization. I think that that's a huge challenge. I think another challenge is making sure, from an industry standpoint, making sure that we have professionals that are readily available and trained on the things that are necessary that are forthcoming, and making sure that a lot of the activities are are staying within the HIM environment. Right. I think that there's been some transition on CDI being around nursing, which is not a bad thing, but I do think that we have some ability to make sure that we're keeping some of the HIM functions within the HIM arena. It's interesting you say choose technology, and that that almost makes my eyes glaze, glaze over. <laughs> there is so much of it right. out there. I mean, any thoughts on a process? How do I go about figuring out what technology makes sense? I think it starts with really looking at your organization and what your needs are. Right. I think that, you know, there are organizations that have completely different needs based on the size of the organization, based on the structure of the organization. And that's number one. I think when we when I've been in um, positions previously and really looked at helping organizations with finding the, the right processes and, and tools to support them, it really started with assessing the organization to ask the questions on what's the end goal? What do you want to achieve from the technology? And also, once you pick that technology, how are you making sure it is meeting the requirements of what you decided in the beginning when you were doing your due diligence of what was necessary for the organization? And I think that's what happens sometimes. When we say we want an EMR system and we don't know or we haven't identified really what what is the end goal out of that EMR system and may not have some statistics when we put that EMR system in to validate that it's really accomplished the things that we determine in the front right, end. Right. Set the goals first. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You mentioned education a little bit earlier and you also talked about just how different the whole uh, HIM world is now than it was 10 or 15 years ago. What kinds of skill sets are most rare now or most in demand now? And then look out three, five years. What skill sets do you think are, are next? Trying to get some insight into from if I'm in the education piece right. of HIM, what kind of courses do I need to get in place? So to clarify, so what's going, what education and what roles are there now and what's going to be in the future? Yeah. So, yeah, I think that when you're thinking about present roles, roles are changing a little bit. I think you still have those same traditional roles. You still have coding management positions and coding positions. Um, you still have that HIM director, although depending on the organization um, you're within, it may look different. It used to be that HIM directors maybe have managed all of the coding and all the interaction within the medical records department. And today it may be that it's far less to my point earlier that they're just focused on delinquencies and other things and everything else has been taken outside of the department, right? Mm -hmm. So I think you still have those traditional roles. I think we're moving into today, which is necessary and it continuing to be forthcoming is looking at things like data quality, where we have data quality analysts that are really focusing on the data. I think the data's already been always been 
been there. I mean, we've been pulling a lot of data out of coding for years, right? But I think a few years ago, we really started focusing on what is that data really telling us and how can we use that data to our advantage as we move forward? And that will continue. I think that we also have um, roles that continue to be specific around information governance and other areas that are supportive of the HIM of HIM and, and where we're kind of headed to in, in the years to come. If there's one thing you could get accomplished personally, think of Courtney getting one big thing done between now and, say, the end of 2018. What would you like to attack and fix? <laughs> you have a lot of choices in your head, I can tell. I know. Where do I go? <laughs> so, you know what? It depends on at what area of my life we're talking about, right? And I say that to say that I have lots of passions that are around HIM. So I have some goals that are definitely professional that are, are within my environment and my role as uh, the Director of Strategic Coding Operations at R1. So I think for me, that number one goal in that area would be, by, you said by 2018? Yeah. Okay, so I have a whole year and a few months, a right? Year? Yeah. Yeah, so Piece I would... Of cake. <laughs> thanks. Well, yeah, good thing it's not this year. <laughs> but yeah, I would say by 2018 is making sure that we at R1 have really... Um, done a stellar job at transitioning our Ascension hospitals into the R1 and into the R1 name from a coding and revenue cycle perspective. That we work really diligently in creating processes to make sure things are streamlined and make sure that we have some standardization and optimization across the board. That would make me happy from a standard person and from a, a project management a person. So I think that number one would be managing that process well and making sure that we achieve success in the goals that we set out, which is to transition pretty much all of those hospitals by the end of next year or a good percentage of them. If you look at my second goal, that's kind of outside of that, but still in the HIM environment, it is really surrounded around helping students and new professionals be prepared for the direction in which we're going. Right. And so my goal for that would be to determine and I think I have made some determinations or figure out a way that we can provide more support and resources to students and new professionals on the things that based on lessons learned yeah. that they should be thinking about and doing as they start achieving and looking long term at what who they want to be in 10 years and what environment they want to be in. And so I've been working really hard with uh, Florida Health Information Management Association. We have a uh, new professional and student convention planned in February in, in Orlando. And we're really focusing on working three days with students to get them prepared. And for me, that's the way to give back, to set somebody up for success, to lead by example. One of my favorite quotes is the best gift you can ever give anyone is the gift of example. So that is my goal by 2018 to really make a mark and to have some students come up to me and say what I provided to them was invaluable. Is that all? Uh, also, I'd like <laughs> to buy I, at least 50 I, I, more shoes. Okay. And <laughs> uh, seriously, uh, Courtney, I appreciate the passion with which you, you talked about those goals, both for R1 and, and for Fahima. So it's folks like you with that level of energy and passion and enthusiasm. They're going to make these kind of things happen. Well, thank you so much. I so, appreciate that. Courtney Simmons, Director of Strategic Coding Operations for R1, formerly Accretive, and also Fahima President. Thanks yes. for taking the time and sharing your passion and enthusiasm with us. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. <laughs> that wraps this segment. On behalf of my guest, Courtney Simmons, I'm Todd Youngblood. And Imagine Radio is wrapping it up for 2017 at the AHIMA National Convention. Imagine Radio. 